the intro, we skip it. We're going right into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Many checking back in with you guys. Joined by, of course, the crew, Elsie, the Doc, Marty Party. Well, we had another great week of baseball. Marty, your Tigers are looking good. Miguel Cabrera chasing his 3,000th hit. We find out before we record that you might be at the game he gets his 3,000th hit. How did you score those tickets? And then are you pumped that you might have a chance to grasp that 3,000th hit? So here's the thing. So right now he's currently three away. So I'm debating, do I get tickets for both Friday and Saturday? Saturday's already wrapped. We're definitely going Saturday. Um, got the tickets just last week. Um, didn't even know it was going to line up this way. But what do you think? Do I go Do I go Friday? Does he go get Does he get three hits? Possibly another one today. By the way, the Tigers just uh, uh, actually tied up the score 3-3 against the Yanks. Got to love that. But um, yes, I don't know. What do you think? Tickets. Yes. I go both games and just you uh, go both games. <laughs> Increase those chances for sure. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, and uh, Doc, we were talking also before the show, and uh, you went to a couple Orioles games over the last weekend. Saw some ugly Baltimore baseball. Did not stay the full games. So I don't know if you're a true fan of baseball, but. I'm a I'm a true fan of the Orioles because I paid for tickets in the 300s level and I only went below the 100. So I wanted a good a good wanted a good view. Yeah, and uh, and Art, your Cubs have been very frustrating to watch because they have some very good offensive talent, but they have mm. been very inconsistent. I'm assuming that you just have your emotions going up and down every single time. Oh man, Marcus Stroman hasn't been pitching well, and that's been really frustrating. He's been he's been someone who I thought we were gonna. We were going to just, I thought he might be one of the few bright spots on the staff, but uh, he's, he's, he's been kind of the worst pitcher so far. Um, but the Cubs, yeah, they're up and down. Um, we, we've, we've, we're, we're having trouble with Tampa Bay right now. We had trouble with Colorado. Ah, man, you know, the, the high of the first two games is, is over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you go back to our last show, you were feeling pretty good. If I remember after the first one, but uh, yeah, it's, it's Another week, which means, again, we got another baseball show coming for you guys here, of course. We're in week two. Technically, I know some people are in week three, depending on where you play at. But for us, we're going to be attacking it like it is week two in your scoring systems. And as you guys heard last week, in season, we're changing this up this year. No more random topics and guests throughout the season. We're focusing on what you need to know to win your fantasy baseball leagues, streamers, two-start pitchers, trends, breaking down top performers and all that great stuff that you crave. So let's, when we, when we get started, let's go ahead and let's kick it off with, uh, with the rundown here. As soon as I can find my button. All right. So getting our start with our rundown, we're going to start first with the players that absolutely just wowed us this past week. And we got to start off with another Cleveland Guardian. We had Stephen Kwan kick this off last week and kind of fell flat on his face. So I hope it's not a start of a jinx on this show. But Owen, over the last seven games, he's uh, uh, he, 471, 524, 1059 slash, two home runs, three RBIs, and five runs, four doubles, three walks, and three strikeouts. He's got an expected batting average of 327, which is in the top 9% of Major League Baseball. And a K rate that's dropped 11.5% and a hard hit 
percentage up 17.5% from last year. And I got to ask you, Marty, is this just another example of a Stephen Kwan where maybe he's just hot right now, but this is not somebody that you should consider adding long-term? Yeah, this is what I'm riding the wave. So actually I did pick him up um, in Glarf. Javi Baez went down with a thumb injury. He's going to be on the IL. So I needed a second baseman. I slotted him in. I think I got him for $41. The bid just below that was 37. So I snaked him. So that, that always feels good. You know, when you just barely bid over the next guy. Uh, but long, long term, I don't, I'm not fully invested there, but I love what he's doing right now in the short term. And I would, I would get him if you need a middle infielder. Yeah, he's looked very good. And that Cleveland Guardians lineup, I think, has put up double-digit runs already in four games this season. Statistically, uh, it's the best in baseball. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to keep this up, but right now, led by Jose Ramirez, that lineup is just looking absolutely just incredible. Uh, Let's go to a pitcher. Let's go to somebody that uh, I don't remember hearing anybody talk about too much going into the season. Nestor Cortez Jr., who in his last start against the Orioles, five innings, three hits, zero earned runs, one walk, 12 strikeouts. I actually watched a lot of this game because I was watching the New York broadcast when I was away uh, with my in-laws. And 15 whiffs on 88 pitches at a 17% swing and strike rate. Has on the season, I know it's very early on through two starts, but a 48.6K percentage, a 1-2-3 expected ERA, and he's got uh, an increased use of his cutter, about 13%. So that's basically something he's gone to a lot more this year than last year. And if you watch that start, he was just blowing away the Orioles batters in a way that his 91 looked like it was coming in 97, 98, just with the late swings they were putting on it and tipping it into the mitt. He's not necessarily relying on the the illusion of his changing up his delivery like he did last year. He's more just trusting his stuff and his control has been superb. Elsie, you I believe this is somebody that uh I don't think you picked him up in our home league, but I know that somebody you wish you did. He just looked like absolutely incredible. Nasty Nestor, as I think we should call him. Yeah, I drafted him in uh, in the triple players ball draft and hold. I, 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 I saw that last season, if you took out wins from the Roto equation, he would have been the 33rd ranked pitcher in all of baseball. If you don't count wins, because he only got two wins last season. Unfortunately, I did not get this this incredibly good start that he put up against Baltimore because it was a two start week. And the first start of the week was Toronto and he, he did really well against Toronto too. It would have been a fantastic two start week um, for me to have him in my triple players ball lineup. I'd uh, I, you know, you guys would be looking at, at my, I'd be looking at you guys in the rear view right now, maybe, but uh <laughs> But yeah, Nestor, and, and and the thing that's the best is that Yankees fans are just grabbing onto Nestor too. Like, like they love that he looks like a New York City fireman. You know, he doesn't look like an athlete. Um, they just love him, and he's like he's like someone they found, and not a big signing. So, you know, he's been pitching really well, and there's kind of a fever about him among the New York fan base, which is really fun. I'd like to make a note that I said he was one of the pitchers to stream because last time when he played the Orioles, he had 11 Ks and he went up there with 12. Yeah. I definitely start him against the Orioles. Start every Yankee against the Orioles besides Chapman. Yeah. Next up, we're going to get to who actually just got put on the IL. So it's going to be a little bit before he pitches again. That's Andrew Heaney over his last two starts, a 10.1 combined innings, four hits, zero earned runs, three walks and 16 strikeouts. This is against the twins and the reds. 
His last start against the Reds, 16 whiffs on 89 pitches, 14 whiffs on 24 pitches with his sweeper slider. I know on stack ads it says slider, but it's a sweeper. It's something the Dodgers have been really working with a lot of their pitchers here against Cincinnati. And he had 11 Ks and six shutout innings against them. Doc, Andrew Heaney looks like a completely different pitcher. And I know he's in the past been someone that's been a ticking time bomb. The, the Ks have been there. But that sweeper seems to completely be changing his game. He's throwing it a lot higher percentage than he ever has. Obviously, he's never really thrown this pitch. But that's kind of making his fastball, I think, that much more effective. Is this somebody that you would trust going forward? Yeah, I have a little bit more optimism. And this was another one of the streamers I had last year um, or last week. I mean, 89 pitches. You like that he's getting that pitch count up early to begin the season. And if you just think about it, even from the change of scenery perspective, but I know he's faced the Reds and the Twins, but he's getting out of the AL West. Like these batters have seen him a lot over the years. So sometimes just go into another conference where people haven't seen your arsenal as much, especially adding a new pitch. I, I like him this year, long-term in Dynasty, I'm not bullish on, and it's unfortunate about the injury, but if you have him now, ride the high. Yeah, and I'll tell you somebody that was riding the high all offseason on this next guy, Alec Manoa, who Marty Tallman is a big fan of, big, big fan of, touted it all offseason, this was one of his guys, six innings, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts against Oakland, and his one start in the past seven days. 17 whiffs on 84 pitches, which is an over 20% swinging strike rate. He also has a 40 plus percent whiff rate on both his fastball and slider. Has is 2 and 0 and, and looking like a real ace for that Toronto Blue Jays staff. Marty, how proud are you to see your guy just absolutely looking great out there? It is it, it is great. Um, I unfortunately this year I don't have too many shares of him because he was going so high. I, I wasn't able to to get to him too much last year. I had a bunch of them. Loved him when he came up. Uh, overall, he's a great dude. Um, he did a, a really good um, uh, Farm to Fame podcast where he talked about his upbringing. And he's a big family dude. And um, yeah, so just a really excited for him. And if you have him in fantasy, you paid a lot for him. But so far, it's paying off. Yeah, again, he's one of the, the best so far of the crop of Manoa, Trevor Rogers, and Shane McClanahan. He's looked like the best in a group that was kind of all three tied together in some way, shape, or form, it felt like. Yeah, and, and they've talked about, um, just real last thing on him, but um, they talked about even when he doesn't have his stuff, he has this bullish mentality that he's going to get you six, seven innings no matter what. And that's how he approaches every game, which is fantasy goal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he'll probably go even higher next year with the way he's already starting out the year. Uh, this next guy there was somebody that might not have been talked about a lot. and He's kind of come on the scene for the Miami Marlins, and that's Jesus Sanchez, who over his last seven games, a three sixty eight. 368, 632 slash. So he has not walked. He actually only has one walk of the season in nine games, two home runs. He also has two triples, five strikeouts, and he has a 414 Babbitt. So obviously that that is going to come down, which means his batting average will come down. But the thing I took note of is that he's played in nine of the first 10 games for the Marlins going into tonight's games. Uh, are, is this somebody that you think mm-hmm. could be a really good fifth outfielder mm-hmm. for you in five outfielder leagues? Absolutely. If you look at, if you watch him play, you'll see how, how good he is, uh, how good his approach is and how his swing, he adjusts his swing to the pitches. Like if he's, uh, he, he keeps his hands back on breaking pitches to take the ball back up the middle to get singles. He's getting hits. And yes, his BABIP is high, but he hits the ball hard. And I think he'll be able to maintain a high BABIP. 
The walk rate's going to be a little bit concerning because he's not going to be getting extra runs. He's not going to be getting extra steals because of that. But uh, but with his power and with his with his you know advanced approach at, at the plate, with his uh, his his great hands, I, I just really. You know, I watched him the other day. I was really impressed with his with his swing and with how he was hitting. And I think that you know, this is just you know, it's a hot stretch. But I think he's a guy who's going to be get, going through a, a number of hot stretches this season. Yeah, and again, right now he looks like he's getting locked into some playing time, which is very valuable at this point. Next guy, Paul Blackburn. Not a name I thought I'd ever be saying on this show, but he looked good against Toronto, a, a good lineup, five innings, five hits, two earned runs, zero walks, and only three strikeouts against the Blue Jays, has a 59.3% ground ball rate and over 7% weak contact rate so far this season. His sinker velocity is also up a mile per hour, same with his fastball. Seems like the mile per hour increase could definitely be helping. Doc, this is another pitcher. Are you expecting Paul Blackburn to be fantasy relevant rest of season, or is this something you just ride the wave? Yeah, well, I think this start against the Blue Jays is encouraging because that's normally a pitcher that you would fade that's going against him. And it's funny because I told you to put him in the graphic last week and you didn't. I mean, for me, I like that he's not walking as many batters. I think that shows more confidence in your arsenal and what you have to deliver. My thing that I worry about with him is lack of wins. Uh, You know, the A's offense is paltry. So if you're playing in a league where wins are, uh, you know, in a points league where they'll give you a lot of points or – if losses give you negative, I would avoid fading him. But in a ratios league, uh, just because he's guaranteed a spot, I would hold on to him. All right. Going from Paul Blackburn to what the player that is setting the world on fire right now, a true superstar, and that's the super scion himself, Seiya Suzuki, who in his last seven games, 450, 577, 1,000 slash, three homers, five RBIs, seven runs, two doubles, and then he has five walks and five strikeouts. He's in the top 2% of baseball in ex-WOBA, barrel percentage, O-swing, and base on ball percentage. It, honestly, if you look at his stack cast page, it's just blood red everywhere. Bulls, please stay away. Uh, if you don't like ugly murder scenes with all the red, don't, just don't look at that either. LC, this is your guy. He's, he's the only one that stayed in here just because he's how hot he stayed. Mm-hmm. Is this somebody... I'm not obviously he's not going to be hitting close to 400, but is this somebody that you think if you had to say today is going to be a superstar, somebody that you think is going to be a top, let's say four round pick next year. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think the potential is there. I think he, I think he could be, he doesn't swing at pitches out of the zone. He is currently the sixth fastest sprint speed in all of baseball. And he has, he has power to all fields. So that's the exact type of profile that you look in a top draft pick. Um, I think that, I think he's going to continue this. I mean, I, I don't, obviously he's not going to hit 450, but I think that he could look at the end of the season with the 280 plus batting average with over 20 home runs. And with that speed, it all depends on how much he wants to steal, but he has the speed to be 2020, I think. Uh, but it all depends on his how much he wants to steal. Um, so I think, yeah, he definitely could be a top four round pick next year. He's, he's looked absolutely incredible. He's the, one of the early stories of this baseball season. Uh, let's go from the players, just to look at the schedule ahead. This is for week four, technically, of the baseball season, if you're looking on the schedule. And we look, one team has five games next week, and that's Oakland. 
So if you have any Oakland athletics, which I'm sure people don't have too many Oakland athletics in their lineup, but if you do keep in mind in a weekly league, they only have five games. Now the teams that have seven that get to play all seven days next week, you have the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox, the Guardians, the Angels, the Astros, the Brewers, the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Rangers, and the Blue Jays. So if I did not say any of the other teams' names, that means they play six, which is pretty much two-thirds of the league. So if you have one of those one-third that play in seven, you get that extra game out of those guys that might maybe make you decide to play somebody on those teams rather than somebody that plays in six if you're kind of deciding between two guys. So again, make sure if you didn't hear those names, I won't list them again, but just play it back, listen to those, uh, I believe... It's 10 teams that have seven games. So uh, just make sure keep that in mind. All right, let's go now to what's becoming quickly a very popular and favorite segment on this show. And that's the bring out Shaded. Oh, that's not the right one. Whoa. 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 Why does it stop? Bring out Shaded. Oh. I, I was I was jamming to that. I don't know what that was. Why what did I bring- still have that in there? What is that? It sounds like <laughs> it was a it was a dead sound. Uh, that was, this is the one. Yeah. Yes, the Dark Lord of the Underworld calls you. Bring out your dead, everybody! It is time. There's a lot of pain out there in the fantasy community. These players. They are not living up to their draft price. They are not giving you return on that draft capital, and I feel your pain. I am the politician here saying to you, I feel your pain right now, and that's why I'm giving you the chance. I'm bringing my death cart. Oh, and <laughs> Dallas Keuchel. I'm walking, and I'm walking it past you. Dallas Keuchel's a rough one. I'm walking it past you, and I want you to drag the dead bodies out. Here's who we got some. We had a lot of responses today because there's been a lot of pain in the fantasy community. The victims, AOK fan, our boy Drew. I, I wrote Doug again because I'm a doofus. I wrote Doug when we did the episode. Oh, oh my God. I wrote Drew. Don't Doug worry. I, uh, I beat up art for you. So, yeah, um, yeah, Drew. And, uh, and of course, uh, Joey Gallo is. Ah, he's he's the one who did it to our boy Drew. Uh, Tatum Brown season. Garrett Cole. <laughs> Garrett Cole. Garrett. God, he's he's been awful. Oh man, Big Kimbalski. He's in our he's in our Discord. This is I'm gonna I'll, I'll show you guys. Big Kimbalski is the victim, and he's been victimized three times over. Akil Vadu, Trevor F and Rogers, and Casey F and Mize. Oh man, and this guy's. This guy's Twitter name is perfect. His Twitter name is no, no, Dan, who was victimized by Walker Bueller, Logan Webb, and Alex Cobb all on the same day. And that day, of course, you're hoping to get like a huge day when you're getting all three of those guys going the same day. Co-peeps, CK, one of the regulars around the Twitter sphere if you're in the fantasy baseball. Willie F. and Adamas has done you in. Let's take a look at these guys. Oh, man. <laughs> The deceased here, Alex Cobb, Casey Mize, Garrett Cole, Trevor Rogers, Logan Webb, and Walker Bueller are the pitchers. A lot of hurt going on. We didn't even, I don't even have Dallas Keuchel up here. The deceased hitters, Willie Adamas, Akil Badu, and Joey Gallo. Oh, what have these guys done? Let's look at the charges. The crimes. 
Garrett Cole in his last start went one and two thirds innings. Did you guys see that story where uh, uh, there was a tweet put out that said falsely that Garrett Cole promised to buy 600 computers for a children's hospital? I love went, that. How that went viral. If he went two innings and the Angels broadcast <laughs> reported it like it was true. <laughs> you got to lose your job at that point. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man, Garrett Cole has been the biggest disappointment as pitchers. He was the number one pitcher, and he just can't seem to find the strike zone. He can't seem to find the strike zone. Um, as you see here, this is it, it's kind of small on the screen, if you can see, but his ERA is currently 6.35. Didn't even get through two innings last time out. Trevor Rogers, a lot of people are thinking Trevor Rogers might be tipping his pitches right now, which is one of the reasons why he's having trouble. But you look at what he's doing. He had a 37.8 ERA in the last game he pitched with a 12.15 on the season. Not giving up home runs, just giving up a lot, a lot of contact and not getting the strikeouts that you'd expect in the, in the, in the walks per nine at 6.75. That can't be. That can't be. Now, the rest of these guys, Casey Mize actually – Pitching all right. He's not pitching too terribly. He's had two starts, 5.40 ERA. You know, uh, he was he was a dart throw. He was a late late guy. I got to give Casey a little bit of a a little bit of a a slide on this one. He wasn't someone you should have been relying too strongly on. But the Walker Bueller, Logan Webb, and Alex Cobb, all three on the same day, having a rough one for you. All three of them did not come out, but obviously. Logan Webb has a 2.55 ERA on the season. He's doing just fine. Two good starts before that last one. Bueller doing just fine. Cobb, of course, had that great first start. Second start, not so great. Um, the criminals on the hitting side, these guys are irredeemable. Execute all of them. Joey Gallo, Akil Badu, and Willie Adamas. None of them are hitting 200. None of them are providing the pop that you were hoping for out of them. Akil Badu, the home run he hit would have only been out in eight of the 30 stadiums, which is really tough for you uh, for you people who invested heavily in Akil Badu because he, you really were hoping for that speed. He hasn't even attempted to steal yet. This is These are those who have hurt us this week. We have brought out the dead. And we are now dragging them to the death pits, and we're going to bury them for you. Thank you for your submissions. Thank you all very much. They're all deceased now. And we kill them by stoning like they do in the Middle Ages. (laughs) (laughs) Slow but painful death. Marty, is there any hope for a kill Badu? Um, yeah, he went through a stretch like this last year. You know, it's, it's something just have to get, he'll get his head on straight. You know, maybe they might have to option him down to get, you know, see what they're going to do there, but they'll ride him out. They'll give him a, at least a month. I mean, we're still, we're still pretty early in this, you know, as much as we're all, you know, want to jump the gun and drop him, mm-hmm. I'd still hold on. And especially in 15 team leagues, you can't drop him yet. Yeah. And I've, I've heard people say if this stretch had happened in July or August, people wouldn't be talking about it because it's not the beginning of the season. So people have a magnifying glass on at this point in the year. So that makes a lot of sense. Let's go now to our most added players. Oh, yeah. These players making you say that when you add them into your roster. And look at the top, Mr. Owen Miller at the top there. Added in 78% more of leagues than last week. Daniel Bard, plus 47%. Connor Joe. 41%, Andrew Heaney, 34%, 
Nasty Nestor Cortez, 34%. Kyle Wright, 33%. Kyle Wright has basically ditched throwing his fastball and has gone more secondary pitches uh, with the increased velocity. He's somebody that looks like his whole new approach is working really well for him. G-Men Choi added 29% of leagues. And Miles Straw added in 28% of leagues. Kind of surprised Miles Straw was only owned in just about 50% of leagues going into this week. Yeah. um, And this is at courtesy of CBS. Uh, Every Monday morning, I'll take a look at the top added players. And so that's for their website. So again, any surprises on this list from any of you guys? No, and I'll say a shout out to uh, Doc and I last week on the Andrew Haney call. He was one of my weekend warriors. He was one of Doc's streams. And then, um, but yeah, no, that that all makes sense to me. Nestor Cortez and Connor Joe also. I mean, let's let's go. I can't wait till my segment. I I I wonder if G Man Choi is going to start to get more a bigger share of those first baits. If he keeps hitting like this, he's going to get more. But right now, that the worry is that he's only going to be a two thirds of the time player. That's yeah. But but like I really like he's been he's been raking. Yep, and I'll go into that as a little uh, sneak peek later. Ooh, that's a that's a professional tease right there for a little cheesecake. Let's go to now the most dropped players. And we look on this list and John Means leading off uh, this list. Of course, we'll get into why in a second, but minus 20% of leagues. Yadi Molina minus 14. Patrick Corbin, who I don't know why you're rostering him at this point. Patrick <laughs> Corbin is awful. Is awful. He's, uh, uh, he's still owned in 49% of leagues, dropped in 14%. I mean, his slider's not even getting whiffs anymore. And that's his his go-to pitch. That was one of the best pitches in baseball for a stretch. He's absolutely disgusting. Please, if you have Patrick Corbin, even in 15-team leagues, please cut him. Is there a worse pitcher in the majors right now than Patrick Corbin? I no. said this at the beginning of the season. No, I mean, at this point, there's not even strikeout upside with him. Uh, so make sure he's off your team. Mike Zunino dropped in 12% of leagues. Robert Suarez is one of two guys that stay on this list. He's dropped in another 12% of leagues. He was, he's just been obviously falling with Taylor Rogers now closing for the Padres. Alex Kirilov dropped in 11% of leagues. Carson Kelly makes this list again. He was dropped in 11% of leagues. And Kevin Biggio also dropped in 11% of leagues. He's just been outright disappointing. I think many of us, obviously going into last year, he was people, a player people were avoiding at his draft costs. But he was pretty much free this year, and people still weren't taking him. Do you guys think that Kevin Biggio is on the Blue Jays by the time the season's over? Um, no, no. He's well, just been. Let's yeah. be real; he wouldn't have this long a leash if his last name wasn't Biggio. Uh, he had some prospect pedigree, but yeah, I mean. I think they're giving him every chance to at least do something. Uh, I but. mean, they're playing Espino all over him now. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I so I I just wonder I wonder what he could what value he has in a trade. Someone like someone could give him a chance and could give him every day at playing time. But I don't know who believes in him anymore. The fans community certainly doesn't. They do not. Yeah. Let's get now some injuries, and uh, I do not have Andrew Heaney on this list. Obviously he was just added there. He's going on the 10 day IL, but these are 10 day IL candidates. These are guys right now that are scheduled to at least only be there, but this could extend obviously longer depending on how things play out. Alex Kirilov, Tiasker Hernandez, Blake Snell, Lou Trevino, Casey Mize, Ryan Presley, 
Javier Baez, I, I will say with Ryan Presley, his knee is the same one. It was the one that was surgically repaired a few years ago. So that's what is uh, kind of troubling for me. And and if you um have Hector Neres available in a league, I would definitely pick him up. And it, I think it could be potentially more than just for a few weeks. Matt Manning is on this list, although I did hear he's supposed to make his st- uh, scheduled start on Saturday. Is that correct, Marty? Yeah, I saw that uh, today in the um, fan graphs. Yeah. Uh, Wade Miley for the Cubs with an elbow. Wade Miley should not be. Wade Miley is not notable enough to be on here. <laughs> yeah, I was. He was kind of a borderline candidate here. Nick Ahmed, Hinjin Ryu, Tyler Stevenson with a concussion. Jonathan India uh, has a hamstring injury, but it's retroactive. I believe a couple days ago, so he could come off next week. Mike Mustakis and Alex Cobb with an adductor. Marty, I was ready to start doing more victory laps uh, with you with that, and he just unfortunately he got hurt. And, I know. I had a couple people reach out to me on Twitter. Even uh, I had a DM as well. And yeah, uh, <laughs> get a, you know, corn on the cob. It's time to take a bite. But I mean, I was <laughs> honestly, though, I was, I was honestly bummed though when he was hurt because he, he was actually looking, he was, he was doing okay. He didn't look that good. But um, yeah, hopefully he'll uh, bounce back soon. Whoa, kind I think, of wild that Alex Cobb is back on the Angels. When did that happen? Oh, that's hilarious. I forgot to put him in. <laughs> I saw him again. Uh, yeah, like I, um, I think I just totally blanked out on that one. But yeah, it's supposed to be say Giants on there. Uh, and Toby says, surprised Bobby wasn't on the dead list yet. Only five hits and a 139 batting average. David did call it. He said he'd be but back what, But start. what did I say? What did I say? I said he's going to, in the beginning of the season, he's going to struggle because he's going to have time adjusting. But, if, but I, I promise you, if you hold on to Bobby Witt and just ride it out, he's going to return the investment. And I'm this very... Is- confident about that this is something that's not well known outside of the four of us but someone did put bobby wood on the bring out your dead and david had them murdered so <laughs> so i mean i right now i'm whistleblowing and i want whistleblower protections but uh but someone's david coming to your house right now someone yeah <laughs> this is just the truth okay oh man yeah just you gotta toby I, we can't put him on the list yet even though it's it's a uh, arts to, to do but uh I think you had to give him a little bit more time. Give him a, give him another month, and then we can revisit. Same with J Rod too. J Rod is another guy that, uh, but he's also be getting killed with the strike zone. Um, these guys now are that are going on the sixty day IL or out for the season. Lance McCullers, Austin Adams for the Padres reliever. John Means is put on the sixty day IL with an elbow injury, and that's why he was dropped in so many leagues. He's not scheduled kidding. to earliest come off the IL until June seventeenth. Um, so. You guys are dropping John Means in any redraft leagues you're in? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Shane Baz, also the 68 IL, expected to earliest he can come off June 4th. Luis Patino with an oblique June 14th. And then out for the season, just three guys on there. Casey Sadler, I don't think anybody knew about, relief pitcher for Seattle. But two other guys, Diolis Guerrera, who at, for Oakland, who I actually at one point thought he might have a chance to be the closer for Oakland. I think that's kind of a significant one because he would have been potentially a candidate. He's actually on my triple players ball team. <laughs> Another guy that goes down. Um, and Luke Jackson for the Atlanta Braves also is going to be out for the season. With so it is not Luke Jackson's season. It is not. Okay. And then last part of the rundown here are MLB transactions just over the last week here. Genzi Gore called up from the minors and he was able to pitch. He actually pitched his second game today and looked really good. I hope he gets a spot to stay there. Uh, Doc, do you think that he'll stay in that rotation with Snell on the IL, or does Clevenger coming off, you think he gets sent down? 
He just had some shut. He what did he throw six shutout innings today with seven strikeouts? You're not sending him down after that. That kills any confidence he has. He's here to stay. Uh, Padres have said they don't want to go six man, and if you have you know Manaya, you have Clevenger, you have uh, Joe Musgrove. Clevenger won't take his rehab serious. Could be, yeah. Um, Elsie, what are your thoughts on Jake Arrieta announcing his retirement? What will you remember him most as? Uh, Arietta was, was, we got him for, uh, for Scott, um, I can't even remember what his name is anymore. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> Scott Feldman, Scott Feldman, we traded for, for, uh, for Arietta who had been a big prospect and then just stunk. I'll, I'll remember him for, for coming to Chicago and getting under Chris Basio, who was a great pitching coach for, for us for a few seasons and just blossoming and, and turning into the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> My guy, Britton. For those that don't know, Brendan was on the show uh, a couple months ago. I think one of the most underrated, funniest guys in the fantasy baseball industry, for sure. And we, we need more Brendan on here. Uh, he said, please put Fran Mel Reyes on the dead list so he can arise from the dead and resurrect into the Franimal. What What is he hitting this year? I actually haven't looked at Fran Mel. I don't have him like any leagues. It's brutal. I have him in a league and it's not good. Art, maybe we can put him on there and just have him resurrected like Brendan said. Yeah, we can resurrect him. We can, we can, once he starts mashing, I think it's happening. Keep he's an batting, eye out for, for sorry. Um, he's batting 150 with no home runs, just real quick. <sighs> yeah, that's rough. Especially when a lineup that everybody's hitting in that lineup, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder to people that listen Elsie puts a tweet out usually the day of recording, or now it might be the day before we record. Uh, Doc, myself, and I think Marty also just like retweeted, put it out there. And anybody that you want on the dead list that potentially maybe we put them on the dead list, they'll come back. Just make sure you tweet at him and we'll we'll make sure that we uh, put him in the dead to potentially resurrect here. Uh, Last couple of things, Mike Miner shut down an injury setback, so he won't pitch for a little bit while longer. Raise option, Tommy Romero. Ronald Acuna began his rehab assignment with AAA Gwinnett on Tuesday, went one for three with a double. And Kyle Freeland re-signed with the Rockies on a six- four and a half million dollar extension five years for Kyle Freeland so good for him for getting that money I don't think he I don't know if he's worth that much money but they do need some pitchers there to stick around and he's probably I think he was their opening day starter if I'm not mistaken that shows you I I think he started over Herman Marquez I'll have to double check that he did yeah so I guess that's how they feel about him um all right now we're gonna head doc we haven't heard from you in a while we're going to now go and we're going to talk about some hitting streamers for you. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk for a segment besides giving some snarky comments. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to get some nicknames here. So I'm going to go with the first one. I know you see him. And that's young Jock Peterson, for those of you who uh, remember the rapper. So he's owned in 17.4% of the SBN leagues, but he's been an everyday player. He's batting fourth. He homered yesterday. Uh, for the Giants next week, they have a series with the Nats who have Patrick Corbin, as we've said, who is the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball and the Athletics as well. And I think what we need to remember, the NL has a DH. Like a lot of the players that are going to see a bump in their values are ones that might have been in a platoon role or are playing, you know, two out of three days. Um, but he's locked in as their cleanup hitter, three homers on the season, one stolen base hitting 310. So he's providing value in all categories. We saw it from him in the postseason last year. We can get streaky. The next guy, Joey, who, what, why? No, Joey Wendell. 
and uh, did you guys like that? No, that was a fail. I, <laughs> that was I a, thought it was good. I liked it. I liked oh, it. I was overruled. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, oh, before overruled. you continue, uh, before you continue, what about Patrick Corbust? Is that All a right, How about Cor has been? Oh, oh, I like it. I like that. I like that. That's that's that'll be the nickname for him. It. But we're gonna we're gonna go to Joey. Many questions, Wendell. So owned an eleven point five percent of ESPN league. Shout out to LC, who was a sleeper of his. So next week, I, I mean, I'm just picking backing off the Nationals. They play at Washington and then versus Seattle. But I really love the flexibility he's given you at third base, shortstop, and second base. He's played nine out of 10 games to begin the season. Uh, so right now he's actually on pace to play a career high in games. The previous high he did was 139. And right now he's hitting 357. He doesn't have any home runs, but he had 11 last season. So you hope with an everyday role, he gets a little bit more power. And uh, hopefully maybe he can get you close to double digits. But once again, somebody, especially as we're seeing IL people and COVID list, he's going to be someone that you can plug in in a lot of spots. And then the last one, Mr. Santiago Espinal, owned in 2.5% of leagues, and that's going to go up because we talked about Kevin Biggio. He's now getting benched against righties. So that is probably the first sign of him losing his spot. But so far, or for last season, he had 311, 376, 405, six stolen bases in 92 games in 2021. Blue Jays have a good lineup, and that was why I was really big on Lords Oriel to begin the season, because you're getting someone in a good lineup where they can get good counting stats, and you're getting at them at a reduced cost compared to Vlad Jr., a Bichette, a Springer, a Teoscar. So I like Santiago, even though he'll probably hit eighth most games. David, yeah. is that okay? No, that was good. No, a good list of, of hitter streamers there. Um, and and one, of them, are- one of them will be on the most added list next week. Which one? I, I will just see. I mean, last week it was Connor Joe. I mean, I've just been on the money. So I think you should have to make that call. Uh, okay. Uh, Jock Peterson. Okay. Jock Peterson. It is. That's why I had him first. All right. Well, then we talked about a lot of hitters. So why don't we talk about some pitchers? All right. So first one, it's the Drew Smiley morning show for the Ricky Smiley morning show comedian. So. He's owned in 9.2% of ESPN leagues. Now through two starts, he's 1-0. Hasn't given up a run yet. A .83 whip and 5 Ks. So not high K upside. Let's just put it out there right now. But he's going to give you good ratios. And so far, he's had a 56.7% ground ball rate for the season. Gets to face the Pirates in a juicy matchup. And the Pirates have played 10 games so far. And six out of those 10 games, they scored less than three runs. One of those games they scored more was against Patrick Corbin. So don't think I'm letting Patrick Corbin get any recognition on this show. It's just straight poo-pooing when you make that much money and you suck. Next, we're going to go to Eric. Great first name, Lauer Hour. Owned an 8.5% of ESPN League. Sorry, I'm really just trying with these nicknames here. But the Phillies have been struggling against lefties. Schwarber's hitting 125. Bryce Harper, who has an elbow injury, he's been playing DH and... Maybe, maybe he gets a day off or two coming up, uh, but he's hitting 214. J, J.T. Real Muto hitting 200 against lefties. So Phillies have a good offense, but hey, look, if you're looking real deep, 10.1 innings pitched, four earned, three walks, 10 Ks on the year now. That is versus Pitt and versus Baltimore. But once again, if you're in a deeper league, I think he's someone that you could roll with. 
We're staying with the lefty theme here. Mr. Cole Steve Irwin, RIP, owned in 8.5% of ESPN leagues. He gets to face the Rangers in Oakland, who had a great 3,000 people in attendance the other night. But Rangers are 2-8 and eight on the year. He's gone five innings plus in all three of his starts. So he's going to get you the win if he keeps going. Now, I want to say that he is a streamer because regression is going to hit. Is a 4-3-2 ERA and a 1-2-6 whip. It's only going to be a matter of time before he gets bombed, but I don't think that this is the outing it happens. Before we move on here, this is kind of off topic. Is Carlos Rodon a top five pitcher in baseball? Oh my, are you looking at his box score right now and you're getting a wet dream? Five innings, three <laughs> hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts, or no earned runs, sorry. Five innings, three hits, two walks, eight Ks, down to a 1.06 ERA. And this is continuing the incredible year he had last season. I think this he's legit a top five starting pitcher. And we talked about it briefly last week, but from game to game, maybe. But actually being able to be available, 175 innings, 200 innings, going into the playoffs and being an ace, like that's what makes a top five pitcher. So for me, no. David, I'll give you this. He's a top five April pitcher. What do you guys want to bet that Carlos Rodon Want to say finishes in the top 10? Assuming he gets hurt at some point. Are you saying like top 10, five by five roto pitchers? Yeah, top, like top 10, five on like a point on a per game basis. Like we'll probably, we could use a Rasball player raider. Mm-hmm. No chance. I'll take that bet all day. The top yeah, 10 pitcher? Yeah, I don't think he, he is. No. What was he last year? He was, he must have been top, he was, must have been top five last year with what he put together. So he'd have to be pretty close to last year if he doesn't get more volume. I mean, he's looking really good so far. Yeah, David, yeah. David you yeah. and I will bet O's tickets, which is like a $5 bet. There you go. <laughs> this, is a, this is also opposing Eric's heartthrob, Chris Bassett, who gave up five earned runs in six innings tonight. I, I, I knew he was going to do bad today. I just The Giants always beat good pitchers. So. They do. Uh, let's go to Marty for some really valuable two-star pitchers. All right, let's hop right into it. So I'm going to start with the must-start. So these are the pretty much the no-brainers. Um, I'm going to start here with Shane Bieber. He's going at the Angels at Oakland. Kevin Gossman against Boston and Houston. Jose Barrio against Boston and Houston as well. Um, Luis Serviano uh, uh, versus um, Baltimore at Kansas City. Logan Gilbert at Tampa Bay at Miami. Sandy Alcantara at Washington versus Seattle. Corbin Burns versus San Francisco, then versus the Cubs. So that should be a good a week for him. Brandon Woodruff at Pittsburgh, and then playing the Cubs as well. Walker Bueller at Arizona versus Detroit. I have Walker Bueller and TG or in Glarf, and I'm expecting him to roll. What a week at Arizona versus Detroit. He should be he should be able to get back right on track as being one of the best pitchers in the game. Uh, speaking of that, right now Joe Musgrove has been absolutely incredible at Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Carlos Rodon. Hey, two starts next week. So uh, let's let's reconnect on how good he does. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at Milwaukee versus the Nationals, so that'll be nice and easy for him. And then Max Fried uh, versus uh, the Chicago Cubs, and then going out to Texas versus the Rangers. All right, let's go into the should starts. And I want to leave this up to you. If you, any of you guys disagree with the should starts or questionable, let me know. Because I feel like these are the ones that, um, you know, there's a little bit of gray area depending on how you feel. Um, starting with, uh, so these are the should starts for week four. Framber Valdez, he's going to be at the Rangers, at the Blue Jays. 
So it's going to be tough for him, but I like what the Astros done. I like what he's done so far this year. And they don't hit as well against lefties. So Kyle Gibson versus Colorado at the Mets. Marcus Stroman at the Braves at Milwaukee. Art, I still have faith in your Stroman. I think he's going to be just fine. I picked him purposely as the backdrop. Um, he's going to be back on uh, back on the road here coming up against the Braves and the Brewers. Uh, Miro Kelly, who's been really good so far here against the Dodgers and then the Cardinals. Herman Marquez at Philly and then home against Cincinnati. I like that matchup, home against the bad team, away against the Phillies. That that could be a little dicey, but I like what I've seen from Marquez so far. And then Tony Disco versus Oakland and then the lowly Nationals. I agree with everything. I'm out on Stroman, uh, but I think the rest of them I like. Would you put Stroman then into the what we would call the questionables? Then? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. When speaking of the questionables, go down the list here. Nick Pavetta at Toronto at Baltimore. Obviously love the Baltimore game, but Toronto is just. Oof. He actually pitched yeah, today and gave up five earned runs yep. against Toronto. Yeah, I'll say it's questionable to put Nick Pavetta on this list. <laughs> should he be in sit? <laughs> yeah, he should be. The way he started out the year, maybe. <laughs> Jake Odorizzi is the next questionable pitcher at Texas oh. at Toronto. Mike Lorenzen, which I saw him go for a lot of show here last week in Fab. He just got blown up this week. Um, but uh, against the Guardians, and he's going against the White Sox. Jordan Hicks versus the Mets, then the Diamondbacks, and then Zach Eflin versus Colorado, then to the Mets. Marty, I'll be honest. This slide is awful. I don't agree with anything on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hit me with one of them. Pick one. What, you would uh, start Lorenzen? Uh, I, I would. would. I, I, if I got gun to my head, yes. So like Jordan Hicks, the Cardinals so have won. literally Let's played just stick with, with Lorenzen so for one second. So the number one hitting team in baseball in the Guardians, and then the the White Sox at home, one of the best teams in the AL. Yeah, that I, I you said pick one. I would pick zero, but Jordan Hicks <laughs> won't get you enough to get the win, and the Cardinals play with his rotation spot all the time. Zach Eflin's awful. Jake Odorizzi's awful. <laughs> like Jake Odorizzi gave up, I think. Six earned runs against the Astros in like an inning today. Well, let's reconnect on all of these because here and look at look at the sit list. How about this? Pick one of these that you would switch out. All right, we're gonna Mitch start here. Jordan, Jordan Lyles at Boston. Josh Lyles Michaelis. <laughs> Josh Fleming versus Seattle at Kansas City. Dallas Keuchel. So shout out Toby. I know you're sick of him. Um, so I would <laughs> definitely sit him this week for Kansas City versus the Angels. Daniel Lynch at the White Sox, then playing the Yankees. Kyle Friedland at the Phillies, then playing Cincinnati. Dan Dunning, Houston, Braves. Uh, Taylor Hearn, um, home, both games against the Astros and the Braves. Mitch Keller versus Milwaukee, then San Diego. Miles Michaelis, Doc's boy, versus the Mets in Arizona. <laughs> the Mets are going to absolutely destroy him. I'll give you the Arizona. He could be a questionable, maybe. Uh, Zach Davies, Dodgers, and then at home versus the Cardinals. So definitely set those players. Don't listen to Doc. (laughs) I'll say something nice. I like how you put in parentheses if they're a lefty. (laughs) You got to know. I will say, Marty, (laughs) this is your list. So, I mean, of course, if anybody puts out there, everybody's going to nitpick it. I love Uh, it. uh, I I love Marty, but Marty knows I'm honest. I, I would put Mitch Keller and Miles Michaelis. I would put them in a higher if it was me. Um, I, I mean, Michaelis pitched today five shutout innings against the Marlins. I didn't have that information earlier today, David. You're supposed to know that, Marty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I love it. We got to get the debates going, man. We can't all just be, you know. 
funny. No, information that just just came out. George Springer left the game with an injured wrist uh, just now. So. Last five He's minutes. Gosh, George. So uh, Springer Springer uh, Springer's injured. Uh, who, that's your boy. Let's uh, Britain commenting. Let's call this list the "Oh my God" list in honor of our Canadian friends. <laughs> the "Oh my God" list. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. So if, so, if someone get me the clip on how to. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it either. But yeah, that's like the "Oh my God, don't start me." But I think a couple guys could get bumped up there. Um, all right. Rex, so let's stay with you, Mar. Let's talk about the uh, your what's now becoming segment you're known for: the Weekend Warriors. Oh, yeah, the Weekend Warriors. Let's do it. So these are going to be guys for finishing up your week three. So let's bring up the uh, good old calendar here. So February, or uh, sorry, Friday the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. So Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. These are going to be the guys to pick up. Mostly in your daily head-to-head leagues where you're making moves every day, um, these guys should be available. So starting with a guy we've actually already talked oh, about a little bit. Marty, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. What's up? It's got to do Forgot your music. Now, Thank you. Okay, I was wondering. I felt a little off. Now I feel whole. All right. G-Man Choi with the introduction that he deserves. So he's batting 423. He's 11 of 26 on the year. Two home runs, eight RBIs. He has three games versus Boston. So he's playing pretty, uh, pretty much just exclusively against righties. So out of those three games, there's two righties already on the the slate for him. And um, uh, what, what's a uh, Dick Mountain, Rich Hill. So he's ha- he's on the bereavement list. So it's possible he misses his start as well, which would slot in another righty. So you could get three games from a hot bat coming from the Rays. So I like uh, I like Troy for this week. Number two is going to be Sean Murphy, the catcher out of Oakland. He's batting 234 with two home runs and eight RBIs. He has three games versus Texas. So the Rangers are literally the worst pitching team in baseball. They're averaging about uh, six runs per game. So, you know, if you have a, a full weekend against them, I really like that. He's batting high in the lineup, third or fourth, and he's only 61% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Catchers are hard to come by. I talked about Joey Bart last week, and you know, I, I want to make sure, like, you get a catcher at the beginning of the year that you can kind of ride, you know, throughout the uh, the entire thing. Sean Murphy's one of those dudes. Taylor Ward. So this guy's kind of just jumped up on my radar from the uh, Los Angeles Angels. He's filling in with a little bit of, of trout um, because he's hurt because of his um, his thumb or his hand. But uh, so far, he's batting 333. He has one home run, one stolen base. He has uh, three games versus Baltimore. Obviously, Baltimore is a, a struggling pitching team, to say the least. Uh, the last few games, he's hit second in the lineup, and he's only 13% rostered. Now he may he may lose some time, you know, once everything gets filled out as far as the outfield for the Angels. But right now, I would ride him. He's, he's looking pretty good here. So, and now we're going to hop into the pitchers. So, starting with uh, Josiah Gray, who I gave up on kind of during the offseason, but I got one or two just small little shares of him, and so far it's paying off. So I'm really happy there. I know Eno Saris, a friend of the show, he was completely out on him. And anytime I hear Eno talk, I'm like, ah, maybe. Maybe I should step away, but I got a, I got a couple shares of him. And so far, he's been really good. He's got two wins uh, over 14 innings. He's got 18 Ks, a 3.14 ERA, a 1.33 whip. We obviously need that, that to get down. His walk percentage is close to 11, so that's still a little bit high there. Uh, but he's going against the Giants, and he's 37% rostered in Yahoo leagues currently. Uh, number two for our pitchers here, Reed Detmers. So it's over 7.1 innings pitched this year. He has uh, eight strikeouts, a big ERA, just like how we finished last year. 
Right now it's at 8.59 ERA with a 1.64 whip, but he's going against, uh, he has a Friday night game at home versus the Baltimore Orioles. They are the answers to your prayers here for a good outing. I think he'll get five, six innings, a good amount of Ks. I don't think the runs will be over two. He's only 11% rostered in Yahoo, so you can get him even in the deepest leagues. And then last but not least, it's a no-flex zone, but this week it is a flex zone. Chris Flexen out of the Seattle Mariners. Over the 10.1 innings pitch, he only has 6Ks. He's a 5.23 ERA, but I like that he's going against Casey at home. The Mariners are playing better baseball now, so I think the um, the ability for him to potentially get a win is looking pretty good, and he's only 22% rostered in Yahoo League, so I have not given up on Chris Flexen just yet. So those are the weekend warriors, man. Let's see how they ride into the uh, in the weekend. Last week, you know, uh, a couple of them did really, really well. I like it. I I think yeah, for the most part, your your uh, track record in week one was pretty solid. So if uh, if these guys ball out, weekend warriors is going to be a must listen. Got got to tune in. Got to got to keep week, listening. Week, weekend warriors greater than sign Marty's two star pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see on that. We'll see next week. We'll review it. Oh my gosh, you better, you better not hope I'm right. You might have to block me. We shall see. Let's go now to, uh, the last segment of the night before we get to our question in game. And that's something I think we should now call. I think it was, uh, our buddy Toby that suggested. Yeah. It's called, uh, (laughs) arts charts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The trend section, the the arts charts section. The first thing I, I do want to bring up before I get to the actual trends, one trend I'm noticing in the fantasy baseball Twitter community are people getting upset at others for their victory laps, their April victory laps. This seems to be a, a trend. Guys, people are excited. We have the first time we're having real baseball. We thought we might not have a season. People we've been talking about for months and months are doing well. This is the first info we got. Don't be upset that some people are happy that guys they talked about are doing well. Don't be the wet blanket. Everyone, you can chill on the on the poop and on the uh, April April victory laps. Okay, that that's all I want to say about that. Now for some for some game trends, I want to go to start off. We're going to recap our recent trends. That's how we're going to start off this this segment each week. Uh, last week we talked about stolen bases, bases and oblique injuries. Stolen bases week one, there were only fifty five with twenty seven caught stealing, sixty seven percent success rate. Uh, 82 stolen base attempts in 5,605 plate appearances. That's 0.015. That, 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 the, that, uh, rate is not really, uh, in, uh, significant. Uh, it's just to compare to what the second rate was, the second week's rate. Uh, stolen bases week two, there were a hundred with 28 call stealing. The, the stolen base percentage went up to 78%. And the stolen base attempts, 128 stolen bases and 6,737 plate appearances, went up by 27% over week run one. So the concerns about the rate of stolen bases and the concerns about the success rate of stolen bases seem to have gone through some sort of a fluctuation. Week two caught a lot of steals and... Uh, and uh, and the success rate went up. Oblique injuries there last week, there were 14 oblique injuries equal to the highest rate in the past five seasons over the first week. Currently I see at least 15 oblique injuries. It's hard to tell about uh, uh, what, uh, what some teams classify as. Uh, and I did not go through Twitter to find all the oblique injuries as they were uh, 
listed, but currently there are 15 oblique injuries. Um, one thing I wanted to show as it regards oblique injuries, this, this is from Jag Fantasy Sports. Uh, Derek Rhodes, great website who tracks injuries. Oblique injuries have a average day missed uh, in hitters of about 32, and in pitchers, about 36 days average missed. A little bit longer time. So if you're suffering from some oblique injuries, you're going to be looking at another another few weeks for the for them to hit that average time span of days missed. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, our boy Too Much Tuma, Brendan Tuma, on a few months ago, the legal line home run rate is down a lot. And I wanted to look into that context a little bit. The facts in the first two weeks of 2022, there were 311 home runs and 10,913 at-bats. Wow. 2.8 home runs per 100 at-bats. This is a 20% reduction, 20% from the 3.5 home runs per 100 at-bats shown during the first two weeks of 2021. Now, what is the action on this on this news? I think right now the action on this news is that if you have a struggling power hitter, maybe you would consider holding on to him a little bit longer. If home run rates are going to be down across the league, you might not be able to catch that power on the waiver wire that you have been hoping for, like I had been hoping for, perhaps. There might not be as much of it this year. There could be something going on with the ball. We're not 100% sure right now. But a 20% reduction over the first week in home runs is quite significant. So that's another trend we're going to be watching from here on out. Yeah, very well done, Art. Very well done. Shout out to also Brennan Tuma, good friend of the show. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how much home run offense is down in general right now. I do think uh, I've heard people talk about that. There's now humidors in all the stadiums. Yep, and that being a big it. factor. Yep. So, um, well, it's crazy because he talked about how um, home runs are down from last year, and last year offense in the first month was terribly down. So it's mm-hmm. like they're they're really really down. Yeah. It's something that I we have to keep a watch as the season goes along here. Uh, but I do feel like in every single baseball season, I know last year especially batting link league wide batting average at one point the was the uh was like two high like high two thirties, low two forties at some point early on in the season. So people weren't hitting last year. And then as we saw, like in the middle of the season, they changed the ball or whatever they did and offense came back. So I do think there will be some stuff done like it is every single year where the offense is going to ebb and flow. Um, so just keep an eye on it because that's that's something you have to make sure you keep on with trends, especially because there hasn't been too many great waiver wire hitters so far. So you got to keep an eye on that as the season goes along. All right. Let's now go to the question of the week. And Doc, you have the question of the week. What is the question? So this week's question is, which player in Major League Baseball has the best hair? All right, which player in Major League Baseball? And I'll start. I, you know, as much as I like Bryce Harper, you know, doing the the hair flip every time he takes his helmet off, it's got to be Francisco Lindor. I saw him hit a home run the other day, and he just takes off his hat and or his helmet, and he's got the blue curls on. Like that's just awesome. Go Francisco. I think my favorite is Chris Paddock. Because of just like the long like locks that he has, but it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a like a how would you describe it like a it's locks but they're curly at the end yeah like they're, they're they're like it looks like a off. professional wrestler it's honestly. almost like a mullet kind of looking thing back there um, when you try to grow a mullet David yeah 
It just didn't work out too well. I didn't know that. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> you, you guys never see it? You guess you never see the back of my head, but for like a good, I didn't cut my hair for like the back of my head for like a good like three or four months. It was awful. I told David all the time how bad it looked, but he didn't. It looked me. really good. It looked good when I had a like a hat on and it was like coming out of the back, like curling in the back. Mm-hmm. It actually mm-hmm. looked pretty pretty good. But then when I wasn't wearing a hat, it kind of looks it looked pretty. It bad. looked good when you couldn't see it, is what David's saying. No, like when it would just poke out of the hat, it looked good. Um, Marty, did you have a player that stuck out to you? Yeah, it's got to be Jazz. Jazz Chisholm. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's now outside of his, right now he has purple hair. Um, he took his hat off uh, yesterday, and it was on. He took a photo for Twitter, so he's got purple right now. He had the Marlins blue uh, when the when the year started. Every time you see him, he gives me like those Dennis Robin vibes. You know, every time he takes his hat off, you don't know what you're going to see as far as his hairs go. But he's one of the swaggiest players in baseball, and he's doing everything he can just to stick out and make that team. Marlins seems pretty fun. He's doing a good job making it fun. Yeah, Elsie, what about you? Well, my first instinct was to say Joey Votto because he and I have the same hair. <laughs> but uh, but I'm gonna. But I I do think that the best hair is Bo Bichette. He's got that full long hair. He looks like an extra from Conan the Barbarian. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. I, I can't even imagine how big it must be when he has bedhead because because it is it is a massive head of hair. It really is, and that's a good call too. He's his hair is just like thick, natural looking, nice flow to it. A lion's mane. He was gonna be the uh, the bring out your dead guy for me. If so, if someone asked me, it's a Bobachet. He's on Sons of Dynasty. Right What's up, man? Thanks for checking in. Great dude. Great guy. A group of guys over there, all just the Sons of Dynasty guys. Uh, what do you guys say we move to the question or from the question to the game of the week? No. All right, let's hit it. Game of the week time. <laughs> So my no noise button, which is the one that can't, that turns the sound off for some reason does not work. So I have to make sure I figure that out for next week. Hopefully that now we're going to be copyrighted. I'm sorry, guys. Now the video is not going to be <laughs> able to monetize. Um, all right, Doc, you have our game of the week. What are we playing? I'm waiting for the relaxing mood, mood music. You haven't put it on the last couple of weeks. So we're almost done the first month of the season. April's almost over. So we're going to have some stats or questions on April of last year. So see how good your memory is one year out. So there's going to be a mix of multiple choice, random guesses. You guys will get how the game goes, and I'll explain how each question. So, David, I feel like, once again, I always start with you. So the order is going to go Marty, Art, and then you, David. Okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. So first question. Two hitters or two pitchers threw no hitters in the major leagues in April last season. Who were they? Marty, we're beginning with you, and you get one point if you get each of them. No multiple uh, choice. What? No like no multiple choice. No multiple choice. This is just see if you remember who threw the no hitters last year. Uh Corey Kluber and Joe Musgrove. Okay. Art. Joe Musgrove is one um, that I remember, and I, I I'm going to go Kluber as well. 
David? Yeah, thank God Marty went first. I didn't have an idea. I was going to say Bumgarner, so I'm going to go the same two Marty said. <laughs> All right. Well, David, this shows you're not a huge Rodone fan because he was the other. Joe oh, Joe I never he threw one, but I didn't think he did it that early. All right, well, you're not yeah, a true Rodone. You're not a you're not a Rodone guy. So everybody's got one. Marty, way to carry the squad on this one. <laughs> now, this is a multiple choice. After April, this division had no teams above 500. Was it the NL East, the NL Central, the AL West, or the NL West? Who starts? Um, All right. After April, their no, no. record. Their record after April. Yeah, none of those. Div- which one of those divisions didn't have a team above five hundred? Can you say the divisions one more time? Yeah, it's the NL East, the NL Central, the AL West, or the NL West. Uh, I'm going to say the AL West. Okay, David. That was going to be my guess, but I don't want to piggyback, so I'll say the NL Central. Okay, and Marty. That was going to be mine. It's the NL East. NL East. Mm. You know, I thought that, I thought that was going to be an easy one, but I guess it wasn't. So, big big old zero for everyone. So, they were starting with you. White Sox phenom Yerman Mercedes recorded a hit in <laughs> how many at bats to begin the season? How many consecutive at bats did he record a hit in? I think it was nine. Okay, Marty. Seven. Art. Eight. Art splits it and gets the point. It was Yeah. Eight. Unreal. They're picking right. the last. <laughs> Next question here. These two teams led the home run or led the league with 38 home runs in April. So I'll give you a hint. They're both in the NL. Now, if you want me to give you the divisions they're in, you can get you go from three points each to one point each, but if you want to just take two stabs, then you get the potential for three points each. But the only problem is if I say like I want the hint, I sacrifice it, and they two don't don't they not sacrifice? No, you would you would guess before they do, or whoever doesn't want the hint would guess before the others. Okay. Do so any of you guys want the hint? Anyone no want hint. the hint? No hint. I'm a no hint guy. Yeah, no no hint. Okay, so if you get. One, they're worth three each. Okay, this is the home, the top home runs in April, and they're both in the NL. Yep. So we are going with uh, Art on this one. Art begins. Um. Okay, uh, San Diego. And... Um... um Philadelphia. Okay. David? I'm going to go the Cardinals. And I'll go the Giants. And Marty? Dodgers and Padres. Big old zero for everybody. It was the Reds and the Braves. I was oh. thinking about the Braves. One, one, one team could have. One somebody could have capitalized. Uh-huh. All right, David, we're going back to you. Which team had the best record through April? Was it A the Rays, B the Brewers, C the Royals, or D the Dodgers? I 
think it was the Brewers. Okay. Marty? Dodgers. Okay. And Art? Rays. Uh, another Ofer. It was the Royals. Oh, God. Nine. Yeah, we are, oh, we are I wrote down Royals, but then I was like, nah, it can't be. All right. So we have two multiple choice. And then the big point question is for the last one. All right. So Art's leading with two. I did a good job with this game. Yeah. So this starting pitcher went 49 innings to begin the season without issuing a walk. Was it Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, or Shane Bieber? And Marty, we're starting with you. Can you say him again? Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, or Shane Bieber? I know the answer for this one. Zach Wheeler. Okay. Art? Corbin Burns. And David? It's Corbin Burns. It is Corbin Burns. All right. All right. We got two questions left, but Marty, you can you can you can still come back. What's Trust the score? Me. Uh Art with three, David with two, Marty with one. All right. All right. Who led the league in home runs after April? Was it Acuna, Byron Buxton, JD Martinez, or Mike Trout? And Art, we're beginning with you. Uh, who was leading after a, a Buxton? Okay, David. JD Martinez. Okay, JD Martinez. It was JD Martinez. JD had nine. The others had eight. So wow. David with three, Art with three, Marty with two. So I have a question, and then if needed, we're gonna go to a tiebreaker. So. What was Jacob DeGrom's ERA after April? So I'll give you a hint. It's less than one. If you get it on the money, you get five points. If you get within 0.05 of it, you get three points. And if you get within 0.1 of it, you get one point. David, we're beginning with you. God. Um... Yeah, I I saved the, the big point one for the last. How low was it? I'm just trying to remember. I want to say... The the range in my head is in like the 0.7s. I'm going to say it's it was it's like 0.72. Okay. Marty? 0.81. Okay. And Art? Uh, 0.5. Art? Very close. It was 0.51. Art gets three points. Art wins yeah. the game. Oh, oh yes. my God. Oh. When you guys said that, I was like, Art literally just has to get within 0.1. We can't see him. For all we know, he was click clacking. That's right. He's cheating. Are we putting an asterisk on this game? Are we Mark Echo that will buy Barry Bonds home run ball just to put an asterisk on it? Yeah, Shout out to him, though. So. I think so. Uh, well, Art gets the uh, the Asterix win here. And that's going to wrap up another week of Triple Play Fantasy Baseball here. Uh, week two down. How are you guys doing in your league so far? Pretty good? Tough Honestly. week. I started off so hot, and then four or five days went by. I've lost my closers. I, it's, you know, we just got to build. Uh, life is downhill after being third in TGFBI for the first three days, but killing it in the home league is you and Art now. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I'm 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 starting to build back. I had a bad week last week, and then this week's been good so far. That's good. Well, good positive vibes from everybody. Hopefully, we can all have a great week, and hopefully, you guys have a great week with all of your fantasy teams, however many you have. If you guys enjoy the content, we help you out in any way, shape, or form. Please make sure if you are on YouTube, you guys like the video. You guys subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. And leave us a comment below of your favorite part of the show or if you have a favorite member of the cast because uh, we honestly appreciate the support from all of you guys. And then if you guys are listening on the podcast, then luckily you can't see Eric pointing and making a fool of himself. But if you're on listening on the podcast, give us five stars if you enjoy the content and please leave us a uh, review. That always means a lot to us. Thank you so much for your guys' support. Make sure you guys enjoy another great week of baseball, and we're going to make like a bread truck, and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys next week. Comment, David, your leisure.